I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Hey there. Ever wonder what happens to all those amazing screenplays that never make it to the big screen? Well, wonder no more. Welcome to Table Read Podcast, where we bring those undiscovered gems to life. Picture this. Talented actors giving incredible performances with the occasional laugh or blooper thrown in, produced by award-winning pros. From drama to comedy, TV pilots to feature films, there's something for everyone. And guess what? We release new episodes every week, so don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Table Read Podcast, where great stories finally get their chance to shine. Hey everyone, welcome to Let's Get Civical. This is the podcast that breaks down politics, government structure, and dives into the context of current events, but in a super fun way. I'm Lizzie Stewart, comedian, feminist, and political junkie. And I'm Arden Walentowski, former Senate intern, campaign staffer, and political strategist. In this episode, we are talking about the history of abortion in the United States. So grab your right to privacy. And let's get civical. Welcome to Welcome. Let's Get Civical. My name is Lizzie Stewart. And I am Arden Walentowski. And today we have literally the most amazing guests that There's are going to like be with us for gonna... the next 50-ish minutes. Oh depending my God, on how, you guys. For how long we <laughs> ran for. It's going to be <laughs> wild. It's going to be amazing. We, we moved um, in. We're for Clemps. Yes. Yes. Come in. <laughs> come on. Come on. Move in with us. Our guests today are Margaret Ketch and Roni Geva. And they are creators of the web series Control Alt Delete. Yes. They were yes. talking about so abortion today. Ab- heard of it? <laughs> Ever heard of an abortion? It? Do you love it? <laughs> Do you want to at it? Well, 
it's time. It's time. So we're going to talk about like pre-Griswold, pre-Roe. We're going to talk about Griswold and talk about Roe. And then we'll talk about the current. What the states are up, the to, states right are up to right now. What, they're, what kind of shit they're getting into. Yeah. The A bunch of undisciplined children they are. If you will. The I will. Uh, of abortion. I absolutely will. Yeah. yeah. Arden, where are we, so where are we just, starting We're going to jump right in. Nosedive right into abortion. And we're going to talk about what was happening. It sounds mm-hmm. messy. It's a, it's a whole damn mess. I'm just like, why can't we get it together? I'm already angry. I'm sorry. Okay. okay. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do this. No. Now. I'm not good. gonna do this now. It's I'm okay. not gonna do this we now. We wake up angry. Yeah, so, and we dream <laughs> angry. Like, why are you mad? And I'm like, because this shit has been going on for so long, and we can't get it together. Literally more than a century. Honestly, centuries. Se- <sighs> it's a centuries old issue. It is. Women have been wanting control over their own bodies since they had a body so let's okay so i pulled some information um i found this article that was super interesting about a group that was called the jane collective have you guys heard about this yeah do you guys know the jane collective amazing this is new information for me i i had no idea until i found this article that this was a thing so this comes from anna north at fox and she interviewed a woman who was a part of the jane collective back in the 60s and 70s so the jane collective was founded by a group of women in chicago And basically, if a woman, because abortion was illegal, if a woman needed an abortion, they would call the collective, leave a message for Jane, and the people at the collective would meet with this, would meet with the woman, and then counsel her and perform an abortion at a secret apartment that they called the place. That's crazy. Isn't that so fucking cool? That is, I I mean, only women can pull off this shit. That's like, like, why isn't there a movie about this? There is. They're making one right now. Oh, wait, there is? Oh my God. They're making it? Who, do we know who, who's responsible? It's a short film. Yeah, it's a short. Oh, it's It's a a short short film. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, And you know what? I bet I can find it. But, um, uh, yeah, some people are making it and I can't wait to watch it. Good. Amazing. That's like, this is some secret society shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Secret society with Catherine. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So yeah. So they would do an abortion at a secret apartment called The Place. And so Anna North from, from Vox interviewed Judith Arena. So she described the experience in this way. She said, quote, for a while we had what we called the paste, which actually looked like a tube of toothpaste. It was a Canadian product. Naturally, it was illegal to have it in the United States, but for a long time, they were able to get it oh, from Canada. Sad. And so basically, they would dilute the cervix and insert the speculum, squeeze the t- the paste into the woman's cervix, and it would dilate, cause a miscarriage. Not dilate. And dilate. Uh, D- did I say dilute? Oh my god, it's I'm so I'm literally hot like here. melting into my chair because I'm so like uncomfortable and upset. I just the paste. Read... The paste. Yeah. Oh man. So it um, what was in the paste. It was like a, it doesn't, she didn't say, it was like a, some kind of like medical, I don't know, some kind of paste that was, made you have, an, have a miscarriage. Like Drano, but um, for fetuses. Yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah. Feto, if you will. Feto. <laughs> <laughs> Unclog the drain. Look, we have oh to find, God. we have to find joy somewhere. We have to find joy somewhere. <laughs> it's going to oh be such God. a joyless episode. Oh uh, my God. Oh. So amazing yeah so then and then what they would do so they would insert the speculum with the paste and then depending on how far along the pregnancy was they would then also break the amniotic sac so that the fluid would come out and like as i'm reading this article it's just like i'm imagining them like just being like handmaid's tale in an apartment style like just all by themselves and there's no there's no like this must be painful yeah yeah so here's the thing i've had an abortion 
and likewise yeah. and as has margaret and uh, at the time i couldn't afford the good drugs where they put you out so Nor they just I. It was so, very so they just give you two extra strength tylenol and off you go and uh it's so the process oh, of I'm so sorry what? It's, it's okay i'm okay uh, i'm so I excited know. to not have a, a child with that terrible man sure totally so yeah. but here's the thing the process of just the process of opening up the cervix is so incredibly painful because the cervix is like mm-hmm. hey i don't want to be open right now i'm yeah. this is not yeah. what i do so they have she to put boundaries pro- yeah, it's like progressively larger rods of metal up your cervix mm. to like slowly open it and open it and open oh. it. And then they put the speculum in. And then, you know, nowadays they don't put a paste up you. They they use a, a, a vacuum-like thing to just, you know, suck out yeah. the materials. At least if you're getting a DNC. Right. Yes. And, uh, yeah. and you know what? Even if you're in a medical procedure room with a volunteer person holding your hand and a nice nurse and a nice doctor, it is still... So incredibly painful and horrible. So I can't yeah. even imagine Ooh. that on top yeah. of the secrecy and the stress of doing it and knowing that yeah. at any right. moment someone could barge in and Con- arrest right. me while this right. is happening yeah. in my vag. Right. <sighs> You're at Lord. somebody's apartment who you don't know. You've right. called a random number who you got from someone who got from someone who got from someone. And you're going to do something illegal that you could literally go to prison for. Right. Which, by the way, and people just- are going to prison for still today. Still. Still, yes, you're absolutely correct. You're absolutely correct. Uh, it's insane. It's insane. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's only gonna. It's only gonna get worse as we keep talking about it. But this is. It, I'm. I'm so glad that this existed for women back then. You know that there was like some no, kind of recourse, right? It's like you can yeah. just tell that no matter what, women are gonna come together and support other women in getting what they need. But it just sucks that we're like not far away from the Jane Collective. Like Again. we're what like. Again, again, right. you yeah. know, like we're, um, it's, it's been, this was almost, this was 1969. Yeah. So it's almost 50 years ago. It's just yeah. like, what? Yeah. To be fair, we're, not. We come back. just so you know, these kinds of mm-hmm. organizations already exist in the United States, um, which is what it is. Um, yeah. just so you know, because access is so difficult in so many places and yeah. we could talk about access all the live long day. Um, mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. But. I'm in several uh, Facebook groups where I have learned about these kinds of collectives that happen. Really? Wow. Yeah. Wow. And they show so you and you know. Yeah. yeah no, yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. Of course. Absolutely. Absolutely. We, so they would break the amniotic sac and the fluid would come out. Then they would like press down on the belly just to, uh, to make sure everything, you know, all the liquid and stuff came out. And then the idea is that the loss of fluid causes contraction and then causes a miscarriage. So that's how they would go about doing this. I don't know if that's, I don't know how people are currently doing it now. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Oh, in the like, in these like secret collectives? Secret collective groups? Yeah. So a lot of it now is actually the pill because, so illegal, illegal abortion is going to look really different than it used to um, because now, um, even though it can be relatively safe to manage your own abortion with a pill, it is legally very dangerous. So that is really the big issue now. Mm. Is people going to jail for for accessing for the pill somewhere accessing else the pill. and, then, oh, wow. and then, then giving it to people and or administering it? Yeah, yeah. Is it because the pill is illegal? Like what they're what they're giving well, them is illegal? I know it, it's that if you live in a state where you're not allowed to have an abortion after six weeks and you procure a pill to administer an abortion after six weeks, that's illegal. Yep. Yeah. 
Got yeah. it, got it, got and it. And you yeah. can have the pill up until 11 weeks. So, mm. you know, if you're in one of these states that has made it illegal and you're nine weeks, right? Right. And you get a pill Jesus. from somehow, somewhere, you know, then right. the person who got you the pill, you, all of, th- that's all, you know, illegal it's activity. Illegal. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I know, joke I know. Here. I know we need we need to like have a thing that we do every time things just get super intense just to help us keep it you know I don't want like it's hard because I don't want to I don't want to sugarcoat the issue in any way shape or form you know but it's like we got we've got to get through this episode and uh, we are on section one (laughs) we're we're in the 60s guys we're in the goddamn 60s and it only gets worse (laughs) we we will just let you talk about the history without inserting all of the terrible things no 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 no. it's so much more fun when you guys talk yeah yeah yeah. you guys are so wonderful because we gotta know, we gotta know that these yeah. these places exist. Like we I, we had no idea that there were like secret, you know, kind of society yeah. things like that. We didn't know that. God bless. I know. So, I just to talk a little bit for a second about contra- contraception, and then we'll go into Griswold because yeah, fun. That's fun. Contraception. Contraception, because Griswold was about contraception, about birth control. So, <laughs> fun fact: condoms have been around since 3000 BC. Of course they have. <laughs> of course they 3000 have. 3000 BC. They People were- have been not wanting babies since we could have babies. So men have been wanting to not use condoms for a very long time. For a, a very, very long, long time. Men have like not been able to get hard when they have a condom on since <laughs> 3000 BC. <laughs> when they were made from fish bladders and animal intestines. Oh, I mean. man. <laughs> I mean, you know what Ugh. I want in my vag is, is some fish skin. Get in <laughs> there right. with Bring that fish on. skin. There. That's, Get in there. That's, that's all what I, I want. want. And, and um, uh, animal intestines, fuck me up, you know? <laughs> <laughs> fuck me up. Yeah. Um, but like, oh, but this is my question. How did they figure this out? I have no idea. That was, li- I because have no idea. Because these are two separate things. A fish bladder and animal intestines? That's yeah. two different parts I mean, of the here's body. the I thing. Mean, the inti- like, if somebody wants yeah. to stick a dick in something, they're going to figure some shit out. <laughs> totally. <laughs> the ingenuity. <laughs> they I'm will so find impressed. a way to stick that dick. I just, uh-huh. like, I imagine there was, like, you know, a, a caveman named Carl just, like, spearing a fish. And then he looked at it and he was like, wait a second. <laughs> Wait, yeah, wait yeah, no, but for real though, because like this looks amazing. I've heard so many stories about guys fucking couches and like whatever they can stick a dick in, they'll stick a dick in it. So I'm really not surprised yeah. that they tried like fish skin and animal intestines. It makes so much yeah. sense, right? They're like, this feels so great. It's just, yeah. Honey, <laughs> come here, <laughs> Barb. Come here. Well, see what I'm no, curious right, let me try about, and and this is really unrelated. I mean, it is completely related to abortion. Is when did people realize, oh, if I put my dick in a fish bladder and then I fuck my lady, then we're not going to have babies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that Or is was some, it for a right, different right. reason that when they, they put their enough. dick in the fish bladder before the vagina? That is some dot connecting. Like, yeah. I want to know I bet it's, when those dots I were know connected. Too. Yeah. Like, Listen, did, was it Carl? Listen, fucked a fish and was like, that shit didn't go anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> that was very proof. contained. Very contained. <laughs> I know. Some yeah, lady it, was it, like, I don't want your mess figure it out and he was like oh i have a fish bladder uh, you know i got just the thing i got you let me go let me go get my toolbox oh, I was like, I've got just, 
I'm gonna just go in my go gonna, in my car real quick. Just gonna unwind these intestines real quick. Yeah, yeah. yeah real quick. I know it looks gross. I know it looks gross. <laughs> trust me, it's trust me. It's gonna be so good. Mind. We'll make haggis later. It'll it's be gonna so be great. so great. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna um, feel yeah. just a little bit different, but still so good. So but good. still so now good. I'm picturing yeah. how that would feel. Okay, we can we can move on. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a little. It to me, it's less about how it would feel, more about how it smell. Mm. <laughs> yeah i just made our producer gag <laughs> yeah, that's to me i'm like i can't imagine a fish bladder that smells great maybe i'm just like i mean maybe that was my first thought it, is i that would it hope they would rinse it oh it's 3000 bc what are you talking about i know they didn't know anything unless about. they were by a river what are we gonna do well they had to be by, by a river, river because they Fucked got a by fish a river. so they got <laughs> that's the fish. a really good point i'm connecting that's the dots true. guys so connecting right. you got this through I love it. I love it. Man, it's so like good. I've been transported back. <laughs> I see it. It was just like fucking surrounded by nature. Fucking by a river. Okay, good. Uh, I love so. these lighthearted subjects. <laughs> and then in the early 1800s, they were made from vulcanized rubber, the condoms. And then in 1873, Congress passed the Comstock Comstock Act that prohibited advertisements, information, and distribution of birth control and allowing and allowed the Postal Service to confiscate birth control sold through the mail. Wow. I know, right? I love how there was just like a like a mailman just like on his route, like Kevin just being like, This <laughs> like, looks this sounds like birth control. Hold on. Taking that. I'm gonna just Take this back to the office. I get. I mean, imagine like, the postal system that we have now. Like, have you ever? You know, do you, I don't know if it's like this in LA, but in New York, the post offices are the uh, most unhappiest place on earth. Yes. Yeah, no one wants to be yeah. there. Yeah, I, would, so I don't want to talk like, about them because they'll come get me. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but I can't imagine like on top of already having like no funding and being a horrible place and also being like and now we got to confiscate birth control like, who what kind of a job is that for a postman it's not it's not the post office should not have a hand in this no so then margaret sanger who asterisks huge asterisks next to her because she's did some good things but was also super problematic so she opened the first birth control <laughs> clinic yeah uh, in the u.s in 1916 and then the next year 1917 she was found guilty of maintaining a public nuisance and was sent sent to jail for 30 days what is maintaining i feel like i'm always maintaining a public nuisance we are I both don't walking public nuisances like it was the clinic a public eye. nuisance the clinic was a public nuisance oh yeah. i thought she was i thought she was just i thought somebody was on the street like margaret stop <laughs> You're so annoying. Listen, she was a public nuisance. She was a public nuisance. That bitch was a eugenist. Yeah, she was not not a huge fan, but that was just, that was an interesting. um, Can you still be arrested for being a public nuisance? Somebody call me. (laughs) (laughs) So after serving her time, she reopened the clinic and then continued to be arrested, was continually arrested and prosecuted basically until 1938 when a federal judge lifted the ban on contraception, basically avoiding the Comstock Act. It's such a hard word to say. Comstock, Comstock Act. Comstock. It's too many goddamn vowels that don't liaise with the Comstock. Comstock. Yes, next to each other. You know, because it was somebody named Jim Comstock, you know? Yeah. But she continued to work in contraception and raised uh, over $150,000 for research that led to the creation of the first birth control pill. And like we said, we're going to move on to Griswold and, and Roe, but we're going to come back and talk about her because... And, light of this Supreme Court case that was just decided with the Indiana law because she is extremely problematic in that, you know, she did do a lot to put birth control out there into the U.S. Mm-hmm. system. Yeah. But the, her reasons for doing it were... Eugenics. Eugenics. A, lo- a, lo- a lot of eugenics, which yeah. is 
difficult. Difficult. But and wrong. We're putting an asterisk. Bing. We'll come back to we're it later. We're gonna come back and, cut to, and talk about her. But we're gonna we're gonna talk about Griswold now, which I mean, I I'm so new to the history of abortion, so I had never heard of Griswold. Mm-hmm. So I'm so excited to talk about it. Um, Griswold. Oh, man, this case. Uh, Griswold versus Connecticut was a 1965 Supreme Court case that ruled a Connecticut law was unconstitutional because it violated marital privacy by criminalizing the abuse of birth control. So basically, this Connecticut law, which was a law from 1879, great year, said that any person who uses any drug, medicinal, article, or instrument for the purpose of preventing contraception shall be fined not less than $40 or imprisoned not less than 60 days. I just feel like, how do you land on $40 and how do you land on 60 days? How like, do you land on making sure people conceive babies all the time? I know. I mean, this is very interesting to me, I think, because this was, so that means from ni- 1879 to 1965, birth control amongst married people, oh, I mean any people, but like yeah. in the, for this law, it's, you can't have a, You'd get fined forty dollars, at least forty dollars, at least not less, or sixty or days, sixty days, or in jail. sixty days in jail. Look, give me the sixty days. All right, it's tough out there. I wonder if the forty dollars was sort of based on the average wage of sort of like an average, you know, average income, average yeah. wage, and so it was like, well, forty dollars is going to be like you know a That'll, month's worth of yeah, wages. yeah. Right. Well, if this is eighteen seventy nine, yeah. like that's probably it's a lot of money. Two hundred bucks, three hundred bucks. No. More. You think more? We'll find out. The law continued to, uh, the furthered said that any person who assists, abets, counsels, causes, hires, or commands, Jesus Christ. I know, right? Oh, my. Another person to commit any offense may be prosecuted and punished as if he were the principal offenders. So this is like, if you, if you help them abort a baby or like do contraception or whatever, you it's it's as though you did it you did it too yeah and i like how they list all of all of the ways in which you could possibly like have a hand in it assist abets counsels causes hires or commands they really got a thesaurus well, a command. <laughs> one. No, i know i'll pull up my, my thesaurus what's Hold another on one <laughs> <laughs> i command one more. One more. you to use the fish intestine <laughs> i mean use a fish also, condom I just don't understand how how it would be possible to track this. I don't know. I have no idea. I mean, I, I guess like somebody would have to either turn you in, right? Like your doctor, or would, I guess. right, right. But or, then they would go to jail too. Yeah, Estelle, Estelle, Estelle Griswold of Planned Parenthood um, was arrested for providing contraception and was fined a hundred dollars each. So that's why we have the Supreme Court case is because she ended up going against that and being like, no. And then a 7-2 decision, the court under Chief Justice Warren ruled that the law could not be enforced against married people. So this this Connecticut law couldn't, that where, where it bars contraception, couldn't be enforced against married people because married people had marital privacy. This word privacy will come up but, later. So but, they just want people who aren't married to have babies. Privacy. Right. So so if yeah. you're not married, you can have all the babies. <laughs> then have all the babies? Right. It doesn't mm-hmm. It doesn't yeah. really make any sense. It doesn't it's make like any it, sense at all. It's so backwards. Like you would think that they would 
if you're married, that they would want you to have babies. Right. I mean, right. I think but it's yeah, really it's just, just like, hey, let's punish people for wanting to have unmarried yeah, so sex. Yeah, so as a deterrent. Right. Yes. Because yeah. surely... Yeah, and by people, it's women. <laughs> yes, right. Because yeah. surely, surely you will stop having sex if you could get pregnant. Surely. Yeah. Never. Right. The more babies you have, the less sex you will have. That's, That's true. That's so true. Um, yeah, uh, and this is a good point. Even though Griswold made this case made contraception legal for married women, single women in more than 26 states were still denied the pill. So, yeah, so the court ruled 7-2 to two under Chief Justice Warren that the law couldn't be enforced against married people. The spirit of the First Amendment, the free, the free speech part, the spirit of the Third Amendment, prohibition on the forced quartering of troops and uh, the British troops in the houses of the colonists, and the Fourth Amendment, which is freedom from search and seizures, the Fifth Amendment, a bunch of them. Anyway, they all said that all embedded in all of these amendments were basically an essential right to privacy. Which I agree with. You cannot come into my house. Without my consent. Third also, Amendment. Al- it's right there. Also my uterus, just in general. Yeah, yeah. my uterus is my house. No one can this come my into house. my uterus without my consent. <laughs> you cannot yeah. come into my house without my consent. You cannot You cannot come in. You cannot eat my food. No. You cannot eat that. You cannot substance. search and seize. Absolutely not. Yeah. So Justice William O. Douglas said that the Bill of Rights contained penumbras. Um, which is like an astrological term, but it basically means just it. Uh, it's like you said astrological term, and you meant to say astronomical term. I did. Fuck. What's your sign? Penumbras. <laughs> I am. <laughs> I was wondering. Penumbra rising. <laughs> My moon's in penumbra. You know. <laughs> and I'm and I'm Third Sorry. Amendment rising. <laughs> in Third Amendment rising. No, I oh make my I God, make these do mistakes this. all the time, let's and so this. I love when you make them because I, I read know. the wrong word every other word. So basically, what they're saying is like, even though privacy isn't specifically enumerated in all of these amendments, there is an inherent right to privacy in the Third Amendment because if the soldiers can't come in your house unless you say, like, inherently, what they're basing that on is this like you know, dark region of your house is your domain. You have the right to privacy. You have the right to like control your own property. Yeah. The, what was, what's funny about this decision is the justices didn't all agree on where to locate the basis of their decisions. Like they all had different ideas of like where this idea, like we, the list, the places that we've listed where right to privacy is, they all, they all had like, like differing, like they agree, but they didn't agree on why they agreed, which I think is cute. Um, so, Justice Harlan said marital privacy is protected because it has traditionally been protected by American society, (laughs) which I feel like bless up. Okay. (laughs) I feel like that's a stretch, but we're here. It's always been this way. So let's keep going. Oh, so here we go. (laughs) Since the, since the dawn of man, since we were putting our dicks in fish bladders, it's been this way. (laughs) Um, Justice White said the fundamental right to marital privacy was a liberty under the due process clause and is protected by the 14th Amendment. I'm like, all right, I'm with you. I'll, I'll read the 14th Amendment. And then Justice Goldberg, Warren, and Brennan felt that the penumbras in the 9th and 14th Amendments contained the right to privacy. I, did like everybody write an opinion on this? I there just, were so <laughs> many they couldn't agree on like where to place it, but they all basically were like, "No, it's there, it's there, it's there." It's yeah, there. I it's swear there. to God, it's there. But if you I, look, that's I just what like, he can't said. Really place it where, but <laughs> yeah. just like go, go, 
Yeah. There you are. <laughs> and as we said, this did not apply to single women. hey uh, Shout out to me. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, a little more history um, having to do with Griswold. In 1960, the FDA approved the first contraceptive pill called Invoid. Very exciting. Not a great name, but we're here. <laughs> In 1968, the FDA approved IUDs. I was surprised. I did Why? not realize that IUDs had been around for, around for that long. And yeah. have been perfectly safe this whole time. And there was just they so much misinformation. Time. We oh. love misinformation. We just love it. Misinformation love it. is the queen of all information. I know. Yeah. I know. I love that. Misinformation is the Alexander Hamilton of the founding fathers. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Preach. <laughs> yeah. In 1970, women wanted safer birth control, so they fought Congress to change the formula requirements and to add a package insert containing information. Women getting shit done. They're yeah. like, I want to know what's in this. I want to know Give what's in my birth receipt. control. Tell me. Like, I just, I hate that we had to, like, knock, knock, ding, dong to get, like, the recipe to what we have to put in our bodies to not have a child that we don't want to have. Amazing. Amen. In 1972, SCOTUS ruled in Baird versus, oh God, Einstadt. There we are. That birth control was legal for all citizens, not just married people. In 1972? 1972. They were like, actually, all people, single women, why don't you give this a try? Also, That's can we so just talk late. about the fact that women have just been carrying the burden of all the stupid side effects of birth control for this whole time? Yep. Because the one yep. time they did a trial with men, those poor little fuckers were like, <laughs> I don't feel good. I can't. I'm literally currently on my period, guys. <laughs> Bless up. Sorry. Wait, Kate, you are? Kate and I are in sync. Yeah. I'm literally day one, y'all. <laughs> day one. It's really you know, day it's two that's the special starting. day. For you, for me, day day one and two, I'm just like, oh wow, I'm I'm gonna die. It's amazing. Um, okay, last last fun, not fun fact. None it's of this is fun. Last fun. history, last last fact about timeline. Okay, throughout the 80s, 90s, and 2000s, method of, methods of birth control continued to expand to different kinds of IUDs, implants, Plan B, and pills with different hormone levels. So, and I feel like it, it's still evolving. Yeah. Like we still, we certainly not. I mean, now there's the shot. You can put a bar in you. You can do so much. It's crazy. Yep. And here I am still taking my little pill. Yeah, I'm, I'm a pill. I'm a pill girl too. I'm a pill girl. So then going just like right back to our notes because whatever. Why not? So after Griswold, the next major court case is Roe, Roe v. Wade. And it was 1970. The defendant was known then as Jane Roe, and she was seeking an abortion in Texas. Best of luck. <laughs> but it was uh, prohibited. Abortions were prohibited by state law, except in cases where the life of the mother was at risk. So she filed a federal action against the attorney general of the district where she lived, this guy, Henry Wade. I love that she was like, I'm not messing with the county. I'm not messing with Go the state. Go straight for the this source. This motherfucker. This motherfucker. Henry Wade. 
And she claimed that she had an absolute right to terminate her pregnancy. No questions asked. Yes, you do, honey. SCOTUS disagreed with Rose's assertion that she had such a right, but attempted to balance, a quote, attempted to balance a woman's right to privacy with the state's interest in regulating abortion, close quote, which like, tell me how a state has any interest in regulating an abortion. Like, what is the state's interest in that? Control. I mean, it depends on the state power. Now. Hold on. Can can I? Uh, it's also it. because yes. yeah, get please. Chip. When uh, when women have unwanted pregnancies, that or be- when anybody with a uterus. Thank you. When someone has a baby, then uh, often it's there's now studies, and I actually have one pulled up on my phone that'll show that if it's <gasps> if yes. it was oh an God, unwanted tell. pregnancy, uh, their economic sort of struggle continues, and and they do mm-hmm. not uh, sort of elevate in. Uh, socioeconomic ranks or whatever mm-hmm. um, which means yeah. that by controlling abortions you are able to control creating and sustaining and maintaining a working class yeah and that's some shit wow that's that is shit. some shit yeah. yeah yeah so the court placed the point after which a state's compelling interest in the pregnant woman's health would allow it to regulate an abortion at approximately the end of the first trimester of pregnancy where the fetus was capable of meaningful life outside the mother's room or viability. And then after Roe, they there were some more cases that kind of elaborated on the scope of Roe and, and defined the situation a little bit more. So Planned Parenthood of Southeastern Pennsylvania versus Casey in 92, the Supreme Court established that restrictions on abortion were unconstitutional if they place an undue burden on a woman seeking an abortion before the fetus is viable. Right. Like, so what the fuck is an undue burden? Yeah. And and who gets to decide that and why? And right. why? Right. Yeah. Right. Like my my version of an undue burden is going to be completely different from anybody else's. Well, no, all women are the same. Right, I, I forgot. You, We're I just wish like you would get that correct. So sorry. Ugh. All women are the same. We all have the same feelings. We all do the same thing. And we all we live in the same kind of city. Yeah, yeah. yeah. With the same all, kind of access. We all feel. We all. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. We all. Yeah. Yep. Love it. Yeah, and that's a term that gets thrown around a lot. Undue burden. Undue burden. Yeah. Not clearly defined. And then in 2016, very recently, Whole Woman's Health versus Hellerstedt, the court invoked this previous decision in Casey, the one that laid the undue burden claim, to strike down two provisions of a Texas law that had required abortion clinics to meet the standards of ambulatory surgical centers and abortion doctors to have admitting privileges at a nearby hospital. So those were two ways that the state of Texas was trying to trap laws. Yeah, like trying to regulate abortion without regulating abortion. Right. So that's just a quick little synopsis of of Roe v. Wade and some recent decisions. Yeah, it's it's hard to believe that it goes downhill from here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it goes downhill because now we're going to go state by state and talk about the new bills. That have been introduced recently. A lot of these we've heard about. Some of these I, I didn't know about. Uh, and it's just, what, there's like 10 here. There's so many. There's so many. Like I started looking them up and it's like, okay, it's like half the country are making these fucking laws. Yeah. It's Great. a lot. So we're going to start in Arden's home state of Ohio. So sorry. So sorry. In Ohio, abortion, ab- abortion, abortion is banned once a fetal heartbeat is detected. 
So that's not a heartbeat. Can we talk about just just for a second? Let's talk about how it's uh, more accurate to say cardiac activity than a heartbeat. But people get real Mm. pissed off if you talk about that, like really, really mad because they're like, "I heard my baby's heartbeat at five and a half weeks." I want to be like, "Y'all, it's not a fully formed heart. It is not pumping blood to all extremities. It's not a heart yet. You are hearing the beginning of cardiac activity. Yay! Don't anthropomorphize Mm. this shit, Mm, right? Because there's no way that like if you took that the fetus out of the mother that it's it would survive. A, no, it's, just a it's, it's not it's an about, organ. It's about yeah. this big. It's, it's a right. grain like it's, of rice. Yeah. So valid. That's such a valid point that you're absolutely yeah. right that these are called heartbeat bills and um, there is no actual organ. Uh, yeah. But it's called heartbeat bills so that people think, oh my God, they're it's babies. A heart- well, yeah, it's all emotionally manipulative. Babies. All yeah. of this is emotionally manipulative 100%. to make you think that like the cluster of cells that are forming are human. Have like like not human but like are a person right you know they they have personhood. Have, it's like it's like murder you i know? have to s- yeah. to to say that um yeah. there's a, a woman who posted on facebook and she said something about you know these poor on our page no 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 oh, no, no, okay. no just on her own wall just about the immigrant situation at the border and how ice is mm. detaining these children in in horrible ways and then she said where are you pro-lifers now and literally, mm. someone yeah. like here are these mm-hmm. living, breathing children suffering. Yeah. yeah. If you're so pro-life, well, where are you? And literally, someone in our comments said, "I don't understand how this has anything to do with pro-life." Yeah. Wow. Well, because yeah, it's like it's pro-life until it's um, out of the womb. Right. So it's actually like pro. And then it's like pro-birth. If you're pro-life, you would want better education. Yeah, you would want to solve the homelessness crisis in our country. You would want to raise, you know, like deal with the poverty healthcare. issue that we have, and we would want healthcare for everybody. You know, it's like you, you, the, I, I yeah, it's like it, it, it only goes as far as once it gets out of the womb, and then it's like, oh, well, we can't invest more in, you know, children in right. elementary school being able to <clears throat> have free lunches. Right. It's your own fault. You got pregnant. You should you have know? been not a slut. Yeah. No. <laughs> So, yeah, pro-life is an interesting term. It's an interesting term. But, yeah, so in Ohio, abortion is banned once a fetal heartbeat is detected, which is as early as five weeks, which is basically you've just found out that you're pregnant. Um, The law will take effect in July unless blocked in the court. The law is currently being challenged in court by the ACLU. So we'll see more on that. We'll see what happens with that. Kentucky, a judge uh, has temporarily blocked a heartbeat bill from going into effect. The governor, Matt Bevin, signed the legislation in March banning abortions after a fetal heartbeat is detected. But yeah, the ACLU is similar to Ohio. This ACLU is challenging it in court and the judge stopped it from going into effect. In Indiana, the state has signed two laws this year. The first is banning dilation and evacuation in some cases, a common method used in second trimester abortions. The second allowing medical professionals to choose not to perform abortions. So that's those are those are two laws. So banning the dilation uh, evacuation and then also allowing medical professionals to be like, I don't want to do abortion. Yeah. And then also in Indiana, there are exceptions for women who would suffer substantial and irreversible physical damage from continuing the pregnancy. So it's that thing of like, you can do this if the life of the mother is threatened. And then it's like, but what is life of the mother threatened mean? That's like, you know, right. The life of the mother can be threatened if she has. And here's a child. what kind of blows my mind, and <laughs> here's what I think is su- such hypocrisy: if someone actually believes that it's murder and that you're actually killing a child by having an abortion, mm-hmm. 
they shouldn't make an exception for anything because they're saying that life is just as important as the mother's life. And so that's really right. hypocritical to me. And the fact that they're saying that yeah. means to me they actually know that it's not yeah. the same, but they just mm-hmm. want to control everybody. Yeah. yeah. Another state, we know very much about this one, so I'm just going to quickly touch on it because it's very upsetting. Alabama currently has the nation's most restrictive abortion ban with absolutely no exceptions zero exceptions for rape or incest it makes it a felony for alabama doctors to perform or attempt to perform an abortion the only exception made under the law is for cases in where the in which the life of the mother is endangered by her pregnancy and this was signed by governor k ivy it has not been taken into effect it is being challenged in the courts by the aclu and planned parenthood yeah it's happening in alabama is an absolute catastrophe um and a literal human rights violation okay georgia georgia take on georgia (laughs) sure in georgia the state passed a fetal heartbeat bill banned abortion they passed it in may like uh, ohio and kentucky it bans abortions as soon as a heartbeat can be detected the state currently bans abortions after the 20 week mark but in light of the new law an abortion could be banned as early as six weeks the bill would take effect next year unless it's blocked by the courts again aclu rising to the is challenge very busy plans to challenge Guys, if you can donate court. to the aclu you can set up a monthly donation and it's i i donate to the aclu on a monthly too. basis and it, i don't have to think about it it's just I set up too. they are doing the work they're doing yep. the work. So please donate to the ACLU. We'll put a link on our Twitter May we Instagram. also recommend um, the National Network yes. of Abortion Funds for your donations? Yes. yes we, we love. We'll put that up too. We'll put up a bunch of resources for you guys to look at yep. um, in ways that you can help support women's right to their own body. Next up is Arkansas. Arkansas has an abortion ban after 18 weeks weeks into pregnancy with some exceptions the exceptions are waste. oh my god i almost said waste rape incest and medical emergencies the state also passed a law in february that would automatically make abortion illegal in arkansas if roe v wade were overturned so these are called trigger bills which essentially mean that if we if the supreme court overturns roe versus wade and it's left up to the states to decide if abortion's legal state by state immediately it's illegal in arkansas there's a few others so. that ha- that are yeah, 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 there are. Yeah. yeah and this was signed into law by governor asa hutchinson and is scheduled to go but um, the ACLU has vowed to sue. So the ACLU <laughs> is doing the work. No, I do the challenge. Shout out to the ACLU, busybodies. Missouri, the state has banned abortion at eight weeks in the state. The law takes effect on August 28th, but more legal challenges are expected. Yep. In Mississippi, the state passed a heartbeat abortion bill this year, slated to take effect July 1st, which was blocked by a federal judge. The law was challenged in court by the Center of Reproductive Rights, and Judge Carlton Reeves, an Obama appointee, said... <clears throat> it smacks of defiance. Woof. Yeah. Buzzwords. Yeah. Uh, and that was signed into law by Governor Phil Bryant. That was Mississippi. And then in Utah, uh, Utah approved a ban on abortions in the state after 18 weeks, with some exceptions. A federal judge blocked the state from enforcing the law while it's being challenged in court by the ACLU and Planned Parenthood. The law creates penalties for doctors who perform abortions after 18 weeks of pregnancy. In North Dakota, abortion method, com- the abortion method commonly used in the second in the second trimester, known as dilation and evacuation, is banned in the state. Abortion rights advocates are considering filing a lawsuit, a lawsuit over a law that would require a clinic to read a script about reversing medical abortions. 
So this is one of those things that places try to do where they try to be like, it's like the same thing as like, let me show you a ultrasound before you decide to get an abortion. Right. Or let, let me, me tell you, you that it causes you breast cancer days. or other giant yeah. lies. Ugh. Yeah. Giant it's com- lies. It's a common fear tactic used to be like, are you sure you want this? Blah, 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 blah. You couldn't possibly know your own mind. Yeah. Whereas like if a man wants to go and get a visectomy, it's like, great. And uh, just fill out this form here. And yeah. But if a woman yeah. wants to get her tubes tied, doctors can deny her if they think that she might want babies in the future. Like I actually have heard stories from several women who are like. You know those soothsayer doctors yeah, yes, who are like, yeah, actually, yes. l- show me your palm. Basically, yeah. There so, are women, I know women yeah. in their 20s who've gone to get their tubes tied and the doctor's been like, no, but you might want kids later. And they're like, no, 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 <gasps> we absolutely do not. And they will not tie yeah. their tubes. It's what? real fucked up. That's, Isn't that crazy? Yeah, I'm not surprised. That yeah. is insane. insane. I mean, insane. go to the next doctor. Right. Eventually, hopefully, you will find someone. But the fact find that that one. even right. happens yeah. is astonishing. So in Tennessee, Governor Bill Lee in May signed a, signed a trigger law that would make abortion illegal if Roe v. Wade was overturned or altered. I love that. Your I love home that state? so much. Over Texas. Guess what Texas is up to? Horrible shit. Governor Greg Abbott. Mm-hmm. The worst is expected to sign an abortion bill that would punish any doctor who failed to treat an infant that survived an abortion procedure. Because this is a thing. I love that they're, they're like <laughs> yeah. making up things that don't happen to be like, this is how right. much we love the unborn. Right. This is how well, much. This is like, it's like, fuck off. This, I or like also to this, put in people's minds that like, fetuses survive abortions yeah, right right well this is this is it's yeah. feeding that ex- that this horrible lie that women abort like nine month old babies right you know like like as as though they For are funsies. before 20 yeah, weeks it's like if you are yeah. if you're a woman who is like having to terminate a pregnancy that is that late into your pregnancy it means you will die or, or yeah. they like will is, die or they will die and or, it's so yeah, sad or they will die a death will happen yeah. and it is the the biggest tragedy but women aren't going in there and being like actually this isn't for me <laughs> i'm so sorry like that's not what's happening but that is the message that being that is being spread that babies yeah. are being quote unquote as our president said ripped from the womb and that is not what's happening and bills like this perpetuate this absolute false information that this is what abortion is it is that's not happening no it's not anyways that's texas um wait let's see i have uh, one more bullet point here yep oh it also passed a bill (laughs) texas eliminating exceptions for the state's ban on abortion after 20 weeks current exceptions had allowed for an abortion if the fetus is unviable or has severe and irreversible abnormalities which um, critics say could lead to discriminatory abortions. So if the fetus will die, we're discriminating against it. (laughs) You know. Just, you know. I love that. Yeah. I really hate dead people. (laughs) Fuck. I'm going to (laughs) discriminate against dead people all the live long day. Here we go. (laughs) All goddamn day. Yep. And then in New York, this is a good one. This is a good one. We got New York, Illinois, and Nevada bringing up the good news yeah doing doing good things so in new york governor andrew cuomo signed a bill that protects access to abortion even if roe v wade was overturned the law decriminalizes abortion and allows some late-term abortions in cases where the fetus is not viable or when necessary to protect the mother's life look at that look at that reasonable over here it's not that hard damn perfect sense yep and then finally we're gonna round out there's so many other abortion bills that are happening throughout the, the country that are similar to heartbeat bills. And there are also states, like we said, like Illinois that are doing things to like actually help women. So these are just some that we've selected. So the last one we're going to talk about is Vermont. 
Um, in Vermont, Governor Phil Scott is expected to sign a bill making abortions a fundamental right approved by both houses and Senate would recognize oh, approved by both the House, the House and the Senate. It would recognize as a fundamental right of the freedom of the repro- reproductive choice and prohibit public entities from interfering with or restricting the right of an individual to terminate the individual's pregnancy. Yeah. What I love about I know it's good. <sighs> Phil Scott also a Republican. Republican. They can do it too. Hey. Nicely done, yeah, Republican we can be person. All, we can all be on the same team. We can all be on the same team. Can I just say, I, I think... Yes, of course. One of the things that... Um, one of our, our dear friends is the head of Planned Parenthood of the San Gabriel Valley. And, um, and we, Pasadena. In Pasadena. And uh, one of the things that... We just heard her speak on a panel that was so informative and incredible. And she said, you know, when you look at a law like love is love, right? Where... You, you marry mm-hmm. who you wanna, right? The way it happened was state by state, it became legal in various states, right? It became legal in mm-hmm. Hawaii, and then it was legal in New Hampshire, and then it was, you know, and like in state by state until there was a quorum of states, and then it went to the Supreme Court, and it was like, well, public opinion says that this is a thing that, you know, the whole country is strongly approving of. So, yes, let's have you be able to marry whoever you love, right? In the case of Roe v. Wade, what happened was abortion was illegal, and then overnight, abortion Mm -hmm. was legal. Legal. There was no sort Mm -hmm. of growing momentum of understanding. Although 70% of people do approve Roe v. Wade. Yes. So it's huge in the public opinion. So abortion is totally, you know, in in an approval sort of state of mind with a very silent majority, unfortunately. But but mm-hmm. I think and, and what she was talking alluding to is that because it was sort of this overnight decision, there wasn't the sort of tidal wave, growing tidal wave of approval that then had the people understand like, oh, OK, it might not be I might not be pro-choice myself, but I'm pro-choice right. for other people. Right. 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 In the right. way like I can like understand that other people. Want to I don't want to yeah. marry a woman, but I understand if other women want to marry women. Totally. Right. Sort of that. Yeah. A- yeah. Equivalence. That makes sense. So let's round out with this final Supreme Court case that yes. SCOTUS just ruled on. Yeah. So this was what, just two, three weeks ago? It's yeah. a really curious case. Arden's going to talk about it, and then I'm going to talk about the reason why I want to talk about it. And that's what we're going to do. So it's uh, Box uh, versus Planned Parenthood of Indiana and Kentucky. And there were two kind of major decisions. One, SCOTUS upheld the Indiana. Oh, my God. I cannot talk. Indiana. Indiana law signed by Mike Pence uh, when he was governor of the state. And they upheld the portion of the law uh, regarding the disposal of fetal tissue, fetal remains. That basically just said, like, it has to be buried or cremated. And that the abortion provider can do it and should do it unless the woman wants to make those provisions on her own. But that it cannot be disposed of in the same manner as like medical waste. Like you can't th- dispose of it in the same way that you would like a syringe or whatever it makes else. Makes me so mad. I know. The second part of the court case, they didn't uphold. They they denied the petition, and it's the portion of the case that dealt with abortions being barred. Abortions if they thought that the woman was having an abortion based on the the, the idea that they didn't like the race, sex, or possible disability that a potential child may have and so basically they it was like selective abortion then they they turned the court turned that part of the petition away so it so the appellate court had ruled that they had they had reversed mike pence's 
law that said that you could ban abortions for this. And they were like, actually, no, you can't. You can't ban abortions for this thing. And this, the Supreme Court was like, great, that will stand the, what the appellate court ruled. Yeah. And so the reason why I wanted to bring this up is something that was brought to my attention because there were there were t- a couple of a couple of the justices wrote opinions and Justice Clarence Thomas wrote a concurring opinion that I found very I think telling of to me it was like he was trying to give pro life activists the 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 answers to the test of like this is how you should you should pursue abortion regulations and he in his in his concurring opinion he addressed the fetal sort of waste remains issue and being like this is why the state the state has a vested interest in human remains basically was the argument and then he decided to address the second part of the what the what the court didn't decide to hear which was was basically like he was equating this law this like you can it's legal for you to get an abortion regardless of how whatever you want to get an abortion for. And he equated that to the eugenics movement, which is why we're going to bring back our friend Margaret. Not me. He, not me. I not me. His, the different one. Margaret Sanger. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Margaret no. Sanger. We got it. <laughs> Margaret Sanger. Sorry. I'm so sorry. Because <laughs> um, he and I read his opinion today and I encourage people to read it because it's it's really uh, to me. I'm like, this is going to this is probably going to be one of the, the future arguments that are done in front of the Supreme Court. He quotes her so much because she was a huge proponent of eugenics. For those of you who don't know, the eugenics movement was basically a movement where people were trying to create like the strongest type of society which like generally meant um educated white people like that was the ideal society and so margaret sanger would wanted to use birth control to go into communities of color and try to regulate their population with birth control and that was a part of the eugenics movement and she she was a huge fan of it so in his opinion he says and i quote given the potential for abortion to become a tool of eugenic manipulation the court will soon need to confront the constitutionality of laws like indiana's and basically saying it was interesting because he was like this is not the case to bring to like rule on but eventually we are going to have to rule on like what the restrictions are of abortion because abortion could potentially be used to determine like or to create to, a master to, race. to create a master race yeah. to discriminate against um minorities um to discriminate gender against, and boys uh, and girls in, and, and gender yeah. Yeah. income levels yeah. yeah what i what i did want to point out that he he ended the opinion with was this quote which i thought was very very interesting for me because this is clarence thomas who is arguably the most conservative justice on the supreme court and very anti-abortion but he ended this his opinion with this quote although the court declines to wade into these intent these issues today we cannot avoid them forever having created the constitutional right to an abortion this court is duty bound to address its scope in that regard it is easy to understand why the district court and the seventh circuit looked to casey which is a a, the one we talked about about earlier. earlier to resolve a question it did not address 
Where else could they turn? The Constitution itself is silent on abortion. Now, obviously, I don't agree that the Constitution itself is silent on abortion. Like, yeah, literally, it's silent on exactly. abortion. That's but it's also the point. literally a silent on everything. Right. right. Yeah. It's silent on so many things. I'm like, w- internet privacy? Silent. Like, literally, <laughs> <laughs> there's so many things. But what I want to point out is that he he decides to word it having created the constitutional right to an abortion the court is duty bound to address its scope so he's not saying in his opinion that we have to address the legality of giving an abo- of of abortion right it's like it, it's like we've we've established it now we have to establish the regulations of it so i thought that was super interesting because you have these you have people who are trying to overturn roe v wade which is the constitutionality of abortion itself oh, i just hit the mic and he's like we have we have to super regulate it which i think is a different approach right than he's not seen. he's not opening the door to overturning review weight he's saying let's let's define this process more yeah which i mean eventually could probably lead to people yeah. like heartbeat bills being the, yeah. the right, constitutional because- norm for sure and that itself is like making abortion illegal right. it was just to to equate it to the eugenics movement was not something that i had ever considered or like put two and two together it's really manipulative um, it's it's, yeah. it's yeah. very it's, it's very manipulative. if you read the opinion and like i said today and i'll be quite honest i'm I, i'm complete i every woman should have the right to an abortion to a safe free like access abortion but it was very interesting to me to be like yeah i understand what you're saying about the eugenics movement i understand that like this could be used to be a proponent of the eugenics movement mm-hmm. but like you're making it so micro and yeah. like and that like that is the only reason people would use abortion which is like not even true at all it's a masterful tact in in it's, like usurping the conversation and misdirecting yeah. you know the attention of you know you know, making you look at the shiny thing while all of this other stuff is happening over yeah. here. It's, it's, yeah. a, it's actually quite intelligent also, and masterful. Like with, with the eugenics, mo- eugenics movement, you have to take into consideration that the eugenics movement targeted especially the black community. Yeah. You know, and so you have to take into consideration. Yeah, that's extremely, extremely discriminatory. And yes, me, a person who I feel is very progressive and and liberal minded and inclusive. It's like I would never like that's like the worst case scenario is to to have something that targets people based on their color that's horrendous and that's what he's that's what he's arguing that abortion could do yeah you know is that it could target communities of color it could target black women and it could it like it could create like be a proponent in this movement to create the master race which is white and educated and you know middle class except that the the people who have the hardest time getting access to abortion are people of color i know it doesn't make any sense it doesn't make any sense but anyways I know yeah. it's a it's a it's quite the read. It was um, it's not what I expected to come out of this Supreme uh, <clears throat> the Supreme Court ruling. I think it was telling that they decided not to take up this part of the the bill. I think that is a small victory for the abortion movement because if they're not hearing the case, that means that they're not interested in like that they that they don't they don't believe that there's anything there that will convince them to overturn any anything so that's that's good for now but that's 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 abortion that's the history of abortion in our country it is not a resolved issue by any stretch of the imagination in six months we'll do another episode with (laughs) you guys and we'll talk about (laughs) what's changed surprise not what new states what states are up to no good now you know because there's gonna be more we're not done we're not done at all um 
But thank you guys. Thanks for having so, us. So incredibly much. Thank you, you for guys coming on. Absolutely amazing. This is so fun. Can you is can you tell people where they can find our your, yes. Our, our, our pro-choice comedy. Um, so right now, yes, you can find Control-Alt-Delete at Vimeo.com slash channels slash Control-Alt-Delete show. And we spell it C-T-R-L-A-L-T-D-E-L-E-T-E dot com. Not dot com. And we will put nice. a link. Control-Alt-Delete show. We will post. Show. Show. Control-Alt-Delete show dot com. You guys, let's just do this over. Control alt delete show.com. Don't worry. If you're like, I want to find it, I'm going to put the links up on our Twitter and on our Instagram. You guys, it's so amazing. You guys are so, guys amazing. Are so amazing. We're so, We're so lucky to, to know Likewise. you and to connect with you and that you're doing incredible Thank work. You, you know, so we women have to stick together and support each other and keep fighting for each other's right to your own body. Yes. yes. I mean, for that's really ever. what it is. Yep. For, for, yeah. for and, our, and anybody with a uterus. Yes, and anybody for our right to take up space. Our right to take up space. Absolutely. Absolutely. And on that note, this has been Let's Get Civical. Guys, we love you so, so much. If you like us, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Let's Get Civical. Uh, You can rate us. You can review us. You can subscribe. We love you, and we will see you next Wednesday. Bye.